Devin, please, 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 please press record. If you're not recording. This is the Blue Man Group. This is the Blue Man Group. This is the Blue Man Group. What's up, everybody? Uh, everybody, meaning um, Devin and John, my co-hosts. Hi, Devin. Hi, John. Hi, Mark. Hi, Ron. Oh! Hi. Whoa. <laughs> Sorry, um, I, I misnamed you there. No, it's okay. I, I, I really, I don't know what it is. Because, like, this is a weird thing, right? Isn't the, is this not weird? But, like, David Bowie would not just be like, please, call me Davy Jones. Uh, <laughs> or any other person with a fake name um but whatever i don't know it's it's yeah, but you're on stage your name yeah, on I am the on show stage. is ron i fucked up yeah. don't that's true you okay you did fuck up yeah um but we can continue well we won't edit it out because we just i think won't. yeah a little transparency is uh, important for the listeners they need to know like what's going on behind the scenes um even though the behind the scenes is now in front of you and not necessarily behind anyway okay let's jump in um compliments wow as you may or may not know we like to start the show with compliments um you know just to boost each other up as i've said for every uh uh put down we have two push ups that we uh, like to uh uh you know make ourselves feel good with that um devin i'll start with you uh again <laughs> your energy is uh, infectious um i just think that uh your voice sounds great your levels are great and uh i just appreciate your help with everything john <clears throat> you may have been late today and that's that's a put down so i'm gonna i'm gonna give you two put-ups push-ups um <laughs> Hmm. Uh, you were a good help thanks, last thanks, week. Thanks, Yeah, there we go. Okay. Uh, yeah, so thanks, guys. Um, just hit me with compliments when you're ready. All right. I'll go next. Uh, John, you did sleep through your alarm this morning, and you know we were a little late because of that, but um, that turned out to be a good thing because me and Ron had a chance to chat and catch up and sort of mm, do a yeah. little prep work for the show. So thank you for that. Yeah, it was better um, that I wasn't I wasn't getting in the way. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, just, yeah, yeah. There we go. That's a compliment to yourself. That's good. And just to be consistent, you're looking great this morning. You've got a a denim shirt on, um, mm, got the haircut, nice. but um, it's all looking good. Uh, and and Ron, loving your glasses this morning. He's got oh, thank you. Very interesting glasses, blue frames. Statement glasses. Statement glasses and. Um, and yeah, I'm happy to be hanging out as always. I was really nice. looking forward to this. Nice. Thank you, Devin. Um, well, both you boys are looking great today. Uh, oh, John. Ron, you have great. Your skin is looking great. It's good oh, contrast with your blue hoodie. It's nice. Yep. It looks nice yep. and clear. Thank you. Uh, Devin, thank you for not raking me over the coals uh, for being late. <laughs> um, I appreciate your guys' support. You know, you, you, you did give me an insult. 
but then you said JK right afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't wait at all to send the JK. So it was nice. Nice. Good. All right. Let's get into this week in history. October 21st, 1879. A coiling filament glowing within. Put away the oil lamp and candles. <laughs> Thomas Edison perfects a workable electric light at his laboratory in Menlo Park, New Jersey. Man, okay. People do Put not away write the songs. oil lamp and the candles. People do <laughs> yeah. not write songs like they used to, like coiling filament song. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that, that song was just about uh, how to build a light bulb, I guess. Um, do you think Edison wrote it? Uh, I guess. I mean, like, who the knows? First piece of recorded music. He has a he co-write on that because you know the content is definitely something that he's probably yeah. had to. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He he wrote like the maybe he wrote the chorus. He's like, I only do chorus parts. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, the light bulb. Funny thing, you know what? I use it every day. I have used light bulbs every single day of my life since I was born. Um, I'm no stranger <laughs> to them. Uh, I I mean. These are different than the original Edison bulb, I believe. But um, does anybody can we get have a light bulb any, uh, check? Yeah, can we? What kind I've of got light bulbs? three in my room right now, currently going. I've got red hot. I've got <clears throat> one going right now. That's on a, a touch lamp, so you touch the lamp and it turns on and off. That would mm. if if uh, Edison knew about a touch lamp, he would lose his mind probably he would have stolen the idea for sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah he would have stolen it and then yeah sold it for uh or like what what did he i guess he just licensed his patents and he then made money that yeah. way yeah he's kind of like bill gates that way right bill gates i How guess there was a guy who invented a projector that he got to like the invention of the projector before thomas edison could make his or patent mm. his and then there's like journals that uh, the guy was like Le Prince. Some, Edison was apparently trying to assassinate him, and the guy disappeared. Holy shit! And we've never heard of that guy. Yeah, no. but Edison, wow. we've heard all about him. So good job, Edison. Pretty Edison's convenient. like, I'm gonna assassinate the guy, but first I have to invent a gun. <laughs> He's like, they, the dude just invented everything. It seems, or I mean, like he invented conspiracy. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know much about Thomas Edison other than. Um, Something to do with Port Huron, Michigan. I think he was there when he was like a kid or something like that. And like, <clears throat> I don't know, light bulb. Like he did the uh, record player. I know that like the big old 78 record player where they would like, there'd be like a song. It was like, <laughs> like it, it just not even good. It didn't sound good. <laughs> Although when people were listening to it back in the day, they probably thought it was like the devil inside of an object. And uh, he probably scared like a lot of people. I think that that was that was probably Edison's vibe. Yeah, I, I have to imagine so. I mean, electric light seems really scary uh, if it's something you've never experienced before. Totally. You know, without Hall without Edison, we really wouldn't have Halloween as we know it. That's so true. Yeah, that Sk that is lighting, true. Recorded sounds of people going ooh, mwahaha. Yeah. Stuff, well, take it for granted. What was um, Thomas Edison's like? How did he die? Did he? I if he didn't die at the at like getting electrocuted or something, then yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to know. Like I don't want to yeah. know about his life <laughs> or revenge stomped by an elephant. <clears throat> yeah. What? Wait. What did he do with elephants? Uh, he electrocuted an elephant and oh, like recorded geez. it. <laughs> he recorded to, like, the the audio. 
No, he recorded a video of it. Oh. A uh, video? What, on his phone? It was like direct. <laughs> he was like the argument between direct current and alternating current because he had patented or he had some like investments in, I think, direct. And he <laughs> shocked an elephant with alternating current to prove that it was bad. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so annoying to bring an elephant into this whole situation. <laughs> like, oh my God. All right. So Edison died of complications of diabetes on October 18th, 1931. Um, and then that was in New Jersey. Okay. So he was buried behind his home. I think that's illegal. Um, <laughs> Edison's last breath is reportedly contained in a test tube at the Henry Ford Museum near yeah. Detroit. I've which I this. have, I have seen that test tube. Wow! And uh, it's tough to tell if there's any air inside. There. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or somebody like 50 years afterwards looks at it and is like, "Oh, there's a tiny hole in the top." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What is? Oh it my god! With? They should do like a COVID test on that little test tube. They yeah. should like slip something in there to see if like a, a <laughs> you know like a, a sheet of paper turns a different color or something like that. The pH of Thomas Edison's dying diabetes breath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, I, I, I guess he had a kid, Charles Edison, and then uh, Theodore Edison. So they died. Th his last person in his family died in 1992. I don't know if there's any more kids, but like, uh, I don't know the Edisons. What a what a family. Let's. Uh, I don't know if they're if if they're good or they're bad, but hey, I'm using light bulbs every single day. I and and I've I've said this before. I said it earlier. I've been using light bulbs every day of my life. I'm 34 <laughs> years old. Okay, that's a lot of electricity. It's just running through me. Yeah, and whoever, um, whoever did invent the light bulb, whoever was responsible for it ultimately, Edison had some role in that. So yeah, Devin, are you agnostic on his invention? I'm not sure whether he invented <laughs> it or not. I really don't well, know. I was just thinking that, like, you could just take that, just really start to be annoying in in your everyday life, and just start saying that to people, like bringing up it. You know, you don't go real house parties anymore with COVID, but like, just going up to people and be like, "Do you really think he invented the light bulb?" And it's kind <laughs> of like really just forcing that on people to maybe rethink. Edison, like everything you know about Edison is wrong. Without actually reading about it myself, like I don't yes. actually have a definitive answer. Just like he, maybe he, he probably didn't. Yeah, I mean, but maybe it's safe, he did, but maybe he it's, didn't. It's safe to say. I don't know. But I uh, yeah, I was gonna say one of my like um, a catchy thing I was about to say that I have, means nothing is maybe Edison invented inventing. Yeah. He kind of created the identity of the modern inventor. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I, I love that a lot. When I what was, about um, well, what about Da Vinci? Da Vinci, da Vinci was a scam da Vinci. artist. Okay. He, he, uh, yeah, he 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 was an artist. I I do uh, I do agree. Yeah, with those that. weren't inventions. Those were just new artworks that he was producing yeah. all the time. He was sort of like a Warhol figure. Well, yeah, I feel like did, we understand him as an inventor in large part thanks to the inventor of inventing, Thomas yes, Edison. Yes, right. yes, you yes, yes. We didn't even know what da Vinci was before Edison. Like, mm. we, we, I mean, he was just True. like a, a man about town kind of thing.
after 7 p.m. or thereabouts, if I wanted to learn about Da Vinci, <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to even see the page properly. So, yeah, Exactly. Your window of opportunity to learn about him is like very small. And so Edison you're, you're is like, really, he's, he's boosted Da Vinci as well as anybody else that you could read about in a book in the evening. <laughs> that is true. That is That's like a, uh, a big McLuhan thing. Marshall McLuhan, a Canadian philosopher and media theorist, would talk about how uh, the invention of the light bulb essentially extended knowledge because it allowed people to take in more uh, at all hours of the day. I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and blame Thomas Edison then for the light bulb for keeping me up later than no normal daylight hours would typically allow and causing me to sleep through my alarm. Which through your alarm. Mentioned. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point, John. And I, I appreciate your honesty and, and willingness to, uh, you know, <laughs> kind of open yourself up to that kind of uh, thought thought pattern. Um, yeah, it's. He, he's, he, I'm glad you. I'm glad you dragged yourself that way. Is what I'm trying to say. So yeah, Thomas Edison. Hey, bud. Thanks. Uh, Thank you. you. You really. You're 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 one of the potentially best or maybe worst. I don't know, and I I really don't care. Um, <laughs> I don't care to learn about you more. Um, but, uh, but he did I've some stuff. He's yeah, he did worth, some stuff. He's worth thinking about. I, I, yeah, I don't want to look up the amount of patents that he has because I, again, don't care. And um, the light bulb, <laughs> I'm just incredibly <laughs> indebted to it. So thanks, uh, Thomas. Thanks, yes, Tommy. Thank you. What's in the news? Did that little newsboy go into your room this morning and bring you the paper? <laughs> yes, as I've mentioned on episode one of Blue Man Group, um, the uh, local newspaper, I, I go to their office and I give them my house key and uh, I let them <laughs> break into my house daily and I force uh, the you know, young person who's uh, delivering the newspaper to just walk into my bedroom and place the newspaper near my head, somewhere near my head. Well, you have a news um, table, I believe, at the bedside. Yes, I do. Invented by Thomas Edison. And um, <laughs> yeah, I, then I read the news. So <clears throat> as you know, I'm a big news head. <laughs> and um, <laughs> there's uh, some things in the news that uh, I want to talk about. And I need two other people to listen to my um, interesting um, news stories that I didn't write. I just read, but uh, essentially this week I'm interested in knowing about Havana syndrome. Does anybody know what a Havana syndrome is? Can you give me a quick rundown on Havana syndrome? Sure. Yes, Ron. John, I'm glad you asked. Um, essentially. So New York times wrote a big article this has been going on for years. Devin and I have been following this. <laughs> John claims that he's also been following this, but there's no evidence of that. So, there's no physical evidence, but if right. you believe me or take me at my word, you would, but I guess that's whatever. It's fine. For some reason, there's got, a I've lot got a of big negativity. Edison problem. People don't trust the things <clears throat> I say I've done. We don't have yeah, any corroborating testimony on John's history with this story but me and ron have been following it extensively so we'll we'll continue yeah 
We'll, we'll, we'll be the, uh, there, there's a lot of negative energy towards John, but it, it's all in fun. We're, there's, we're going to be giving more compliments to John afterwards, probably. Um, <laughs> Make up for it. <laughs> so uh, the, the, the uh, Havana syndrome are sonic brain attacks. <laughs> what? <laughs> on okay, US... that, ex- that explains everything. Yeah, on, good... on U.S. diplomats and spl- spies. Tell me more. Yeah, I love okay. the sound of sonic brain attack. I know. So this is what the New York Times is saying. Many diplomats, CIA officers, and scientists suspect a weapon producing microwave radiation damaged the victim's brains. But some scientists and government officials argue it was a psychological illness that spread in the stressful environment of foreign missions. Some point to chemical agents like pesticides. All right, I'm going to go ahead and poke a hole immediately in this theory that it's from uh, the stressful environment of foreign missions. Diplomats nowadays, all they do (laughs) is like party and relax on island resorts. Like they're the most like they can't get parking tickets because they have diplomatic license plates. They get special treatment everywhere. What stresses are they going through that's causing them to have some kind of freak out? That's true. That's a good point. Um, And just the backstory here is basically... U.S. diplomats and various U.S. officials that were staying in the U.S. embassy in Havana started reporting these mysterious illnesses and connecting them to sounds that they heard. And um, people were, it was all very vague, but but the initial story was something to do with, oh, you know, people, there's some speculation that people's brains are being injured by some kind of sound weapon or something like that. Yeah, and it was uh, originally, I think I first read about it in Canadian media because it was affecting Canadian diplomats in Cuba, which, I mean, Canada and Cuba have good relations and always have, but like, uh, I imagine Canadian diplomats were probably in like the same zone maybe as American diplomats in Mm -hmm. Cuba. Right. But a lot of... um, Innocent bystanders. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, gen- generally Canadians are in terms of being next to yeah. a, a sleeping giant. Oh, fuck. Um, it's hitting my brain. Oh, my fucking... I fucking woke up with a worse fucking hangover, man. My fucking brain don't work anymore. Um, yeah, but like... So the, the, the weird thing about this, I guess, is that it's the, the diplomatic corps or whatever you want to call it, State Department is essentially just pointing their fingers at Russia. And it's funny because we were just, I mean, before we started recording, we were watching some history programs and um, the, the Bay of Pigs situation happened when the 1960s, I don't know exactly when, but uh, 63, <laughs> something like that. I don't know. Um, and like, yeah, that, that was all, you know, Russia. Oh my God, Russia's got uh, mili- like missile launchers on Cuba. So it's like, obviously, Cuba and Russia are like connected through history. And I know like Russia has capabilities to do that. And America has capabilities to do that, too. Canada probably does as well. But like, whoa, I'm a bit. Are you saying that that 
uh, Russia, Canada, the United States all have the ability to create sonic attack weapons. <laughs> I yes, I, and, you I, say, I, and you said you know this that they have these capabilities. Yes, yes, I do. Okay, oh, so I'm, oh. I'm I'm glad you asked because I found I found some some uh, some some video evidence of this. Um, this is called so a technology that could. This is what I'm th I'm I'm th I'm inventing this. Okay, that um, <laughs> this could be. I think I might have the answer. And it's called solid state active denial technology. That's okay. fucked. Okay. It's a non-lethal weapon system which disrupts hostile activities and can deny personnel from remaining in specific areas without causing permanent physical harm or collateral damage. Now, I don't know if this is uh, permanent, like the people who are getting the brain attacks, is, it's like permanent, <laughs> but... Uh, here, please. I would I would like to uh, show now, you a a quick video of. I'm a I'm a bit concerned that you're about to play a video of the sound wave attack. I know. Um, I don't know if our dear <laughs> listeners maybe listeners. want to warn them. Listeners, yeah, everybody. Cover your ears. Get ready. Here we go. Here we go. DOD's active denial technology and future so solid-state active denial technology system will produce a focused beam of directed energy to provide our troops a non-lethal option to stop, deter, and turn back suspicious individuals with minimal risk of injury. Active denial technology is designed to protect the innocent, minimize fatalities, and limit collateral damage across the range of military operations. Active Denial Technology uses radio frequency millimeter waves at a frequency of 95 gigahertz. Traveling at the speed of light, the millimeter wave directed energy engages the subject, penetrating the skin <laughs> only about 1 64th of an inch. The beam produces an intolerable heating sensation, compelling the targeted individual to instinctively move. Okay, so... Whoa. That I like that is they were like suspicious... Fun like suspicious individuals and it was a group of people who look like they were protesting yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay so like they're first suspicious of all, the video is of a bunch of guys in jeans and hoodies that look like they're extras <laughs> in like a 1990s public service announcement and they're yeah. all standing <laughs> in a loose crowd in a grassy field and they're all like jeering and shaking their fists and then the weapon is aimed at them and then they all scatter like cockroaches yeah and that's the solid state act of denial technology they also got burned i have okay so it may not be like the exact thing you know but like it's get, whoever invented this thomas edison uh it was probably <laughs> connected to you know like Hey, I have another idea for this, and it's like, what do you want to do? It's like, well, we're gonna we're gonna fry the brains of diplomats um, in the in our local area. <laughs> uh, is there a more natural like explanation? Because so far, it's uh, it's yeah. diplomatic stress causing psychological uh, hypochondria, or it's like secret military weaponry. Is there like another theory? Right. Well, before we get to the third theory, let's like, yeah. So the idea that it's psychosomatic, it's possible, but the these types of things have been reported in multiple locations around the globe. So diplomats in different countries, U.S. Multiple diplomats, stressful places. Multiple stressful places. Yeah. Reporting <laughs> this. So yeah, either it's either it's all fake and the diplomats are just conspiring to pretend that they're more stressed out than they actually are 
maybe get more sick days or something like that. <laughs> or yeah, this, to play this is all for sick days. Yeah. <laughs> Diplomatic cookie. Yeah, exactly. Or Diplomat. it's an extremely powerful futuristic sound cannon that can, you know, <laughs> can cook your cook your brains. Well, apparently there's a uh, this is like a, also a phenomenon in like I think there's a story in like Kokomo, Indiana, and there's like a couple around the world and like just like low frequency hums that people yeah. report hearing and it gives them headaches. And I guess there's a website called the Hum Map. Yeah, John, like, Windsor, Ontario. You check out where hums are. Windsor, Ontario. Windsor, Ontario. And apparently the, so that's on the border of Detroit, Michigan, where John and I live. And uh, there's been this like constant hum coming from Windsor or people in Windsor can hear it. And they believe that it's, uh, there's this little island in the Detroit River that is an absolute toxic hell zone one of the most polluted places in the united states yeah. it's owned by the Koch brothers it's called zug island and uh it's essentially just like uh <laughs> really really gross and dirty and bad i drove by it once uh with my friend and uh we saw an, a seagull eating another seagull <laughs> um, wow. and the um <clears throat> the the yeah. air is like yellow around that, that you area. instantly think you're in like a tarkovsky movie or something it's, it's very very, very bleak. it's very very bleak one of the most bleak areas i've ever seen in my life yeah. And um, it, it there's a hum, <laughs> there's a constant hum. So like the toxic waste is now starting to like vibrate on a on a, mm-hmm. a frequency that we can actually hear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or it's radiation poisoning causing your brain to emit vibrations that you're hearing. Oh my god. Or both. Or both. Chemical agents. Or, or yeah. So like, who knows? Yeah, maybe. Oh god. But like pesticides. I don't know if that's like people pesticides are like making diplomats brains hum like i don't know about that either one of the uh one of the questions on the hum map when you report hearing low frequency humming that's driving you crazy is they ask you if you drink sugary soda and they ask (laughs) you if you take a lot of aspirin whoa (laughs) wow that's interesting maybe there's something to do with the pesticides but is that like a mentos and coke thing where you like you you combine those and there's like an explosion (laughs) so if you take like three aspirin and then have a coca-cola your like brain starts to buzz (laughs) it starts leaking out of your head you turn into a giant blueberry (laughs) yeah yeah exactly augustus gloop no that was uh whatever okay um violet yeah violet that's right so yeah, John, uh, you asked about like a natural cause. Some people thought it was like crickets uh, in Havana, like these uh, um, supersonic crickets. Jiminy Cricket, the, <laughs> the wonderful songsmith. Jiminy Cricket is now a Russian agent. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's flipped. He's uh, flipped and he's like former KGB agents have taken in Jiminy Cricket. Yeah, he's got like those Soviet prison tattoos under that, uh, that like suit and tie. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, like I didn't really uh, admittedly didn't read anything about the cricket theory. I don't know if uh, either of you guys did, but like I didn't even read it because it just seemed like, no, crickets are not causing. I, I choose not to believe that. <laughs> John, 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 I think I won't speak for him, but I think he's a cricketeer and he can uh, elucidate oh, really? this. Uh, well, I think what they someone said it was probably I think like one of the diplomats was like, I think it's cicadas. And then his neighbor was like, no, cicadas don't sound like that. And then they were like, maybe it's like this kind of cricket. And then they like recorded the cricket sound and it wasn't like, it didn't match up with the uh, recording of the, that's the right. brainwave. And they, they, but then they, I they guess realize there is a cicada that does sound like the brainwave. 
But then, I w- okay, I, I actually did read about this because they said that the recordings of the crickets that they had were taken in a too large of a room. Yeah. And that really they were confusing. getting room sound on the cricket <laughs> recording. I was yeah, like, they, what? Yeah. They were like, it only it only matches up if you play. They were like, we played the, the cicada sound from a single speaker in a in an echoey room. And then like the reverberations <laughs> made it match up with like the the hypothetical sonic weapons sound. See, this is what happens when you when there's too many recording engineers and not enough like musicians <laughs> yeah. and yeah, they yeah, all yeah. get left alone together like eventually <laughs> they'll get to this point. Yeah. yeah. They're talking about how the room is too big for the cricket recording and everything. And, yeah, yeah, and like talk, talk talking about mic placement and stuff it's like a bunch of yeah. ponytail guys like you leave you leave enough field rec- uh, engineers alone and long enough and they'll do field recording on government money yeah they'll end up colluding with jiminy cricket to pull the wool <laughs> over our eyes on this whole fucking operation yeah <laughs> well i don't know listeners maybe you've uh, experienced some sort of uh brain attack uh while in <laughs> cuba or russia or elsewhere okay <clears throat> Yeah, Kokomo, Indiana, Windsor, Ontario. Please let me know. Uh, please let us know. Um, you know uh, about the your your brain attack and how you're doing. But also, like, <clears throat> couldn't it, like, I don't know if, if uh, you know about brain zaps on SSRIs. You know, SSRIs are for uh, depressed people and um, people or anxious or dogs. people. You know, um, the, if you if you miss your your medication, your brain starts like glitching, and it feels fucking weird. I've had it; does not feel good. You feel dizzy, and you're like, can't focus on shit. What if they're like putting, uh, you know, some sort of um, uh, antidepressants in the water, and then like stopping the antidepressants <laughs> in the water, and then people yeah. are zapping their that's, brains. That's, that's the only way they could sell the socialist uh, utopia was by putting SSRIs in the water supply. Yeah, well, you, or under like Trump administration budget cuts, the SSRIs have been taken out of the embassy water. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was like an Obama era thing where they're like, you want, know you want make, do you want make our uh, uh, diplomats work better if we put a uh, Lexapro in the water? We're gonna put, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna put Lexapro in the water. Yeah, yeah and, and now then, suddenly um, they're all going cold turkey, and they're like, oh man, I'm waking up in the middle of the night with fucking you know cold sweats and my brain is zapping and i'm yeah, and they're paranoid like, and then and then the government's like it must be crickets <laughs> yeah just to like totally gaslight you and like make you feel like a dumbass yeah yeah exactly yeah but they do say that that there are because the amount of people who take ssris is so high now in america we pee that out and it's now entered our water stream well, that's socialism in action, isn't it? Mm. I guess. I mean, yeah. Well, uh, also like that, that kind of ties in uh, to like fluoride in the water, you know, like some people are against that. I always thought that was kind of a, like a good idea. I was like, the, just put more, put more fluoride in the water so I don't have to go to the dentist. Yeah. It'd right. be like so convenient. Like maybe once a month or something, it's just like, tons of fluoride in the water <laughs> just one day <laughs> let's listen to let's let's if you go down here to this one article here let's listen to the uh further down to the atlantic article they've mm-hmm. got a bunch of clips audio clips of the of the the creatures in question all right let's take a listen mm, that's nice <laughs> that's definitely annoying that is yeah. not a good it's not cool. 
not a good it is time. something that you would you would comment on if you heard it a lot um but then there's like a bunch of other videos in this atlantic article saying like uh here are puffins sounding like chainsaws let's take a listen to that Yet to hear a chainsaw. It's that revving in the back. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That was fascinating. <laughs> We've heard. Too I guess much. the. I guess the theory is that like animals sometimes sound like machines. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. animals sound like things you wouldn't expect them to sound like. Yeah, I this, have a feeling but, that this Atlantic art uh, writer though just had a bunch of YouTube clips queued up of like animal sounds, and they wanted to like put a piece together. Yeah, this yeah. is fake news. Um, it, it's uh, it's it's very it's very weird. I, I I'm I'm really starting to like discount these uh, animal noises. Like it can't be <laughs> like, come on, your brain yeah. doesn't fry because of a, a puffin. Let's let's be honest. Yeah. I think we don't know what to believe, but we'll leave it up to the listener to make up their own minds on these sonic brain attacks. Yeah, yeah we're I'm, not going full tin hat yet. But yeah, we will later on. We, though. As we, the show develops. Yeah. This will become I, like an AM to coast to coast type show. I, I really um, am leaning towards solid state active denial technology. I'm leaning uh, towards that it's made up by the diplomats to achieve some kind of uh, added comfort level to their job. Nice. State Department coup. Yeah. <laughs> it's a deep state coup. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a bargaining chip. I don't know. I think I'm a cricketeer, like you said earlier. Nice. It's probably right. cicadas. Nice. John, okay. and people, and the people losing their minds because they can't get rest. John's working for big cricket. Just okay, we've, don't we've, worry we've... about it. Just accept the State Department story. We've staked out our separate positions and we'll find out who's right eventually. Yeah, we'll be keeping an eye on this. And please, uh, listeners, um, again, please let us know of any sort of uh, attacks that you've been going through, um, sonic brain attacks, uh, and made up or real. I don't care. Just let me know about anything going on in your brain at all and, times <laughs> and let us know which uh, which team you're on are you on team cricketeer yes. team fraud or team uh secret weapons solid state denial active denial technology okay yes thank you very much uh everyone for that <laughs> <laughs> All right, so something else I've been uh, keeping my eye on at all points in time uh, during the day and at night when I'm sleeping, I generally sleep with one eye open looking at a map and I'm generally looking. Now, I want you to paint this picture in your head, okay? Imagine the United States of America. Mm -hmm. What does it look like in your head? Like the United States of America, right? Like I don't, you know what it looks like. You've seen <laughs> the map. It looks pretty normal to me, Ron. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you know where Seattle is? 
Yeah. Okay. Relatively. Now, in your head, zoom in to Z- Seattle, okay? Are you doing that? Yep. Okay. My now, brain's starting to hurt. <laughs> John's in Cuba. Uh-oh. He's been hit um, with a solid uh, state. Uh. <laughs> um, okay, now, now think about the border of Canada. That's okay. called the 49th parallel, okay? So that's right there, right north of Seattle, okay? Now, have you ever heard of Point Roberts? No. no. Okay, so Point Roberts is an American exclave in Canada. An exclave? Yeah. What What is an exclave? Let's find the definition. (laughs) It's a portion of territory of one state completely surrounded by territory of another or others as viewed by the home territory. Okay, so Point Roberts is this little tiny chunk of land that is connected to Canada, but it's considered the United States of America. How, <clears throat> how big is it? Small. <laughs> <laughs> it's very small. Is this uh, one of those things where it's like, we could re- really like ease diplomatic tensions if we just gave over like three square kilometers? Yes. Yeah, well, it's, it's, um, it, it's, four, it's 4.8 square miles. Um, very small. Um, population is 1,191 as of 2018. Um, so it's in Washington. Like, again, there's like these like boundary posts, you know, like it's, it's a very confusing point, Robert. And if you look at, um, (laughs) I, I I just encourage you as you're listening to, uh, you know, pull up, um, a map to take a look at how weird this exclave is and like how unique, I'm just really interested in the uniqueness of living in an exclave. And like the fact that you're probably closer and more um, in line with what's going on in Vancouver than you are Seattle, even though you're in the same state. Now, isn't that trippy? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's really not that weird to me because I live in what is known as an enclave. um, That's true. Called Hamtramck. It's even smaller than Point Roberts. That's Uh, true. Inside Detroit. And it actually is technically considered Macedonia. So. John yeah. lives in a gated community within Detroit. It's called Hamtramck. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. It's, I, yeah, it's definitely a gated community. It's extremely exclusive to um, yeah to, to to Slavic types only. But so anyway, yes. these Point Rob, Point Roberts, the Point Robertses of the world or of North America, can be explained by they needed to draw the borders, and then inconveniently, yep. this little flap was hanging below the 49th parallel <laughs> yeah whoever drew up the map was definitely like just didn't have google maps just couldn't zoom in enough to see like where that land ended i always i always think of these things as like uh whatever year it was right like 17 whatever and they're like drawing the map it's definitely like a friday at four fifty-five kind of situation <laughs> yeah where it's like probably july 3rd you know it's like right before <laughs> a long weekend yeah and it's uh 455 you're off the clock at f- at 5 and you're like uh <laughs> oh they they also said like hey guys like um at like 3:30 we were thinking of having like maybe a beer or two or like a glass <laughs> of wine like it's fine 
it's you know holiday long weekend cool that's all good and then they're like okay everybody's going and then the guy's like oh shit i forgot to like finish the map <laughs> and he's like i've already had two meads today so like, <laughs> <laughs> i've already and had then two just, small beers yeah, yeah just two, draws well, two a line years. yeah draws a line and then uh you know there you go bob's your uncle like, but wait and he's like no don't, don't worry. worry let's go we it, gotta get out of here no, there's a guy named Robert pointing at him, and he's like, but wait, <laughs> yeah, and he's like, yeah. Robert, Robert <laughs> shut up. Yeah, don't worry about it. And then that place becomes Point Roberts. But then, okay, so then fast forward to 2020, where we are right fucking now. It is difficult <laughs> because there is there are some nasty particles flying around the uh, air right now around the world I and mean, it's making people sick Some and we call that articles COVID-19 so COVID-19 has just like hurt Point Roberts a ton mm. by a ton I mean businesses reported making 50 to 100 percent less revenue Wait, compared to the pre-pandemic period two-thirds said 80 percent of their customers come from Canada oh wow so wow. like now yeah, because- Canadians aren't allowed in the States unless you're like a, a, you know, special like nurses. A lot of Canadian nurses come to Detroit, like thousands of, of Canadian nurses come to Detroit to work in the hospitals. But like uh, Point Roberts doesn't have a hospital, but they do have like um, uh, cottages and, and, and that kind of stuff. I do know that some of the hockey players, American hockey players who play for the Vancouver Canucks live there, I guess. Um it, 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 so I, if I'm you're just, in the U.S., if you're in the U.S. and you want to like for whatever reason go to Point Roberts to go to your favorite like, you know, limited yep. capacity deli, you'd have to take <laughs> a ferry, right? Like you can't get there because it's like Canadian land extending over into U.S. waters. So you, right? you have to cross two borders. If you want to <laughs> get a deli sandwich, <laughs> if you're in Seattle, you want to go to Point Roberts to get like a, you know, a, a ham and pickle sandwich. You have to cross into Canada and then back into the United States <laughs> and then so eat your silly. sandwich and then you cross back into Canada <laughs> and then back into the United States. Right. Because you couldn't take the sandwich with you. No. Right. Because you, can't, you can't take you can't take meat across the border. So <laughs> this this is the this is the issue here. There, I don't believe there's like a small school, but I don't think there's a high school in Point Roberts. We're looking at a map right now. And again, I would I encourage you to look at a map. There's a city called. Bo- it's a very large map on our wall that we're all looking over with magnifying yeah. glasses. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a place called Blaine, Washington. So find Blaine and then find um, Point Roberts. So the kids in high school would have to leave Point Roberts, drive through Van- uh, British Columbia, past Delta, past White Rock, enter back into the United States to go to Blaine. And then when they come home, do it all again. And they have to go through the border, what, like four times in one day. That's so crazy. <laughs> and, John, you mentioned a ferry. Not necessarily true. So only as of August 2020, a temporary passenger ferry from Point Roberts to Blaine, uh, operated, by the port of, operated by the Port of Bellingham, uh, entered service in August 2020 amid the COVID-19 panic which is close the Canadian border to non-essential travel. Uh, right. So, so, so that's new. 
So mm. it's it's a place that makes no sense. It's it's going through hard times. What's the deal? Um, there's been talk of Canada purchasing Point Roberts. Is that true? Yes, purchasing Point Roberts. Now, How much do you think they could get for it? Clear the whole thing up. Just Canada buys it. Yeah, which kind of like, does that make any sense? Like, can you you just can't buy a flap of land? I feel oh, like can, there was know. a time <laughs> there was a time back in the day when this sort of thing went on all the time, you know, the, the Louisiana purchase and That's true. Alaska. Various other purchases. Yeah, well, I mean, it like, does seem like something you wouldn't do in 2020. Yeah. The uh, upper peninsula of Michigan um was owned by Ohio and right. Toledo, Ohio was owned by Michigan and they traded the two. Mm-hmm. So it's like, That's yeah, we, we we haven't been doing this kind of stuff in years. And they're like who do you go to? Like, who's gonna who's gonna be who's sitting who who's the expert in this? Who's it's got me. his finger on the button? It's me. <laughs> I'm the I'm the one who's going to be doing the negotiation, and I say, <laughs> hand it over to Canada. Let Canada have Point Roberts. Yeah, I mm. say do it for free. Mm. Yeah, I think this sets a dangerous precedent. I think America should hold on to it and maybe even threaten to expand. Nice. Incursions into Canadian territory. Right. How about so that? My, to, to I'm going to be negotiating Vancouver. for the U.S. side. Yeah, we're going to take Vancouver. Okay. And that's our opening position. Opening okay. salvo. That's good. Yeah. Uh, what's that other place that's in, that's in the Great Lakes area? That's uh, Boundary similar, Waters? No, a similar cutoff locale. Um, International Falls? No, no, no. There was another spot that we, we've... we've uh, International Falls, maybe that's it. No, no, yeah, no. Yeah, I think... We called them once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we I called a um uh, like we a talk store about a weird cutoff place in this continent. Ron Northwest Angle called them. Yeah, there it is. The Northwest Angle. That's what it is. It's another area that is it's American technically, but it's deep in Canada. Yeah. Oh yeah, wow. And, and like you have to go through Canada to get back to the US. Oh. There's okay. a couple of these weird little spots that america is holding on to despite it making no sense so those are called we... bargaining chips yeah i was gonna say how do we <laughs> move forward with this like where where um is 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 the um western angle kind of something that we're gonna have to i mean we i'm saying like canada i'm speaking for all of canada right now yeah are we speaking, gonna and are speaking we gonna as take an that? aside with ron as the other canadian here do we do we do we give away Windsor in exchange for Point Roberts and the Northwest Angle? That would be great. Uh, you're not getting the Northwest Angle. I'll just okay. say that for right Windsor. Now. No, Windsor's well, a, you can have, to expand on Detroit. It would be nice Windsor's to have both sides of the river, city. but to be honest, we basically already have Windsor. Ooh. <laughs> you oh, can't God. go over there. He's though. a tough negotiator. He is. This is I can't difficult. This we, is I want to keep the Western difficult. Angle. And I'll tell you what, if you want the Western Angle back, you're going to have to sweeten the pot even more. Okay. Oh, God. Okay, we'll give him Toronto. <laughs> I want yeah. none of it. <laughs> we'll give you Toronto. Do you think it's like that, the uh, biggest city. Just <laughs> give it away. <laughs> big, you, you got it. Do you think anyone will be saying in the U.S.-Canadian relations, well, I'll be taking none of it. How about that? Oh, none of it. Yeah, that's good. I like that. That's a good. That's the only that's way very... I can learn that uh, in grade school. That's great. It's the sound of it. 
so yeah i i there's there's a toronto star uh article about should canada buy this american community doesn't say anything about like actually buying it there's no there, there, like we could brexit no... and yeah, form yeah. our own fiefdom yeah, 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 go back up. <laughs> yeah one of the uh for those lukewarm to hitch hitching up with canada Calder, the, the Chamber of Commerce director of Point Roberts, has drafted a few of his own ideas. We could Prexit and form our own fight thing, he says. <laughs> we could apply for U.S. protectorate status from the federal government, perhaps a similar arrangement to that of Puerto Rico, Guam, American Samoa. I love this idea, this guy being like a Boris Johnson type figure in Canada. Wow. I know he's in Point Roberts, isn't he? So I oh, was thinking yeah, we true. need to get the attention of the presidential candidates prior to the election, uh, what their feelings about mm. Point Roberts are. Their I agree. on Brexit and on the nationality of Point Roberts. Now, I'm, oh, not, oh. I'm not saying that like I'm upset with uh, Joe Biden, but he has been silent on this. And it's like <laughs> I've been hitting up the uh, like town halls that he does online and stuff like that. And I'm just filling the comments control v copy paste just being like <laughs> your silence on on point roberts is fucked up yeah the, the, the fiefdom platform on the hunter biden hard drive maybe we'll have some intel on their position <laughs> on point roberts some yeah, emails like, from backdoor meetings with the uh, point roberts local government yeah hunter biden yeah, with, was making 200 2 million a month <laughs> from the, the point roberts uh, chamber of commerce yeah to help with like an exit plan and, and then he just ended up like just like getting drunk there i mean uh Devin, well. can you read the uh the quote from calder that starts with uh i would like to hear it in your voice okay the, the two quotes that start with a solution to our problems a solution to our problems requires a completely new approach he says it's time to develop a backbone <laughs> thank you thank you for doing that i love that the ellipses are there in that quote david rossiter a western washington university geography professor says selling point roberts to canada would be a huge undertaking the question would likely have to be put on a ballot and get popular support from residents in washington state no, i would love washington to go there gonna, yeah bc would obviously have to indicate an interest and probably be on the financial hook for it we're going to make BC pay for it. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's the Trump angle. I, uh, Western angle. I, I think that, um, <laughs> the, uh, you know, that's, uh, for Canada, that's some kind of, uh, imperialism, you know, encroaching on American land. Although it's we're true. not the, uh, we're not the empire. So maybe it's not. Yeah. No, this is liberation. Yeah. That's true. We're going to liberate Point Roberts. <laughs> so well, I mean, um, they're, they're living in this kind of, uh, you know, scenario where they have to cross multiple borders. I just have to imagine that if everything was simplified, it's just like, okay, you're Canadian now. Uh, yeah. Everything's normal. Everything's the same, except there's no border issue. Yeah. yeah. And um, they have to start getting their milk imported into that elementary school uh, in bag form. That's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Canadian the bag locals' milk. heads on their, yeah. Yeah, spokesperson for the Prime Minister's office, Justin Trudeau, declined to say if Canada <laughs> would entertain the idea of annexing Point Roberts. Now, there were there were movements in the 90s, I believe, in Canada to annex um, some islands in the um, uh, Caribbean. I believe it was uh, uh, Antigua and Barbuda. No, that's, that's owned by the Netherlands. There's some island. 
Turks and Caicos. That's it. There's they some, wanted their own islands. They, they, there's so much, so much tourism, Canadian tourism to Turks and Caicos that, um, and they use the Canadian dollar apparently there Really? that they were like, why don't we just annex this? <laughs> and, um, I think it was put forward, um, by, uh, new Democrats, which is like the left wing party. And huh. like, um, uh, it's happened like a few times. Like they, people have been trying to do this for a while. And who's and the, resistant? Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't the people know. Who live there. <laughs> yeah. So a man, a man by the name of Hazen Argue was the author of a motion uh, in the Canadian Senate supporting the annexation of the Turks and Caicos in 1987. Wow. Hazen Argue. I know that's an that's insane right. name. He, um, that's, you know, obviously he had to become... A, uh, a cabinet minister to argue all day so yeah there's there's this weird situation <laughs> and i mean like you can go on to um wikipedia and there's a whole giant article about it called proposed canadian annexation of the turks and caicos islands which i mean they're 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 very small as far as i know uh i mean like a population of uh 42,000 so oh wow and the treaty of paris federation it seems like one of treaty of one of their initial sort of historical um you know birth dates took place on my birthday September 3rd. Oh wow. Yeah. Um so does that does that means should no, we No, it means nothing. I'm just Okay. Know, <laughs> that's, that's all. Okay, that's cool. Uh do you think that Canada is going to do you think Canada you said Canada has the uh capabilities of a what is it called a a, a direct uh, uh, yes, it's called a uh, solid NS, state active denial technology. Active denial technology. So, do you think they could go into Turks and Caicos with that technology and just sort of scatter all of the local government and, and just sort of march into the uh, the, the federal <laughs> building there? And I I do believe that. Yes, I <laughs> I, I, I deeply. Good. Believe I'm glad that. you're consistent because now now that you you took that position, we yes. we're ready to nail you on on everything. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Like, and you think um, they could use the solid state technology on Pisseron? <laughs> yeah. I know. It's either Point Roberts or this. But um I don't know. Maybe okay, so this could just be listen, as a consultant for Canada, this is what I suggest. This this is my POV. <laughs> that means point of view. What I'm saying is Canada needs to do this quick. And they need to do it fast. <laughs> That's the same thing. <laughs> um, now uh we're gonna go into our hero of the week uh it's you the listener <laughs> just kidding <laughs> um that's every week uh but the actual hero of this week is somebody from kansas um un unsure of this uh 
boy's name, I guess, a teenage boy. Uh, <laughs> the the um the headline in the Wichita Eagle is that a real? It, it, <laughs> it is. It is. The I, web... I, I actually am familiar with that newspaper. Really? Really? Yeah. How? Um, I'm familiar with it from reading about the case of um, BTK. Oh wow! Oh yeah. And so this isn't the other side of their coverage. The one yeah. that doesn't get as much media attention. Exactly. Um, and by the way, for those of you wondering, uh, BTK stands for Bind, Torture, and Kill. Um, <laughs> something Devin's <laughs> interested in, I guess. We don't need to talk about that. Uh, um, okay, well, okay. So, uh, yeah, um, our hero is a Kansas resident um, who covered himself in ranch dressing and crashed at a kansas gas station sheriff says <laughs> um let me let sheriff me give you says. some context <laughs> let me give you some context here that's a good genre sheriff says. <laughs> yeah um a teenage boy who was naked and covered in ranch dressing crashed a vehicle at a kansas gas station early saturday morning the disturbance was reported to 911 around 3:30 a.m. at the Petro Deli convenience store. The Shawnee County Sheriff's Office said in a statement, "A 17-year-old male was naked and under the influence of a substance." The sheriff's office said <laughs> he covered himself in ranch dressing, damaged property inside a business, ran outside <laughs> and jumped into a running vehicle, and then crashed into a nearby pillar. The getaway car. <laughs> uh, the criminal vehicle. aspects of the incident are under investigation I mean what do you need to know yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm else, unsure if, if nothing else happened I mean it kind of self-explanatory also Did a crime happen I don't know yeah I don't know like I guess being indecent exposure oh, yeah, or whatever true. it's called um, but the ranch dressing itself is not a crime no, 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 not at all. But this may set a dangerous precedent for ranch fans. I know, like you're allowed to do that. ranch users. This is like a slippery slope. This is like the frog <laughs> in the water as it gets hotter and hotter. For ranch fans. First they came for the boy naked covered in ranch dressing. And I said nothing. Yeah. Because I yeah. wasn't naked covered in ranch dressing. Then they came for the salad lovers. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, like, I, I'm unsure, yeah, that, that there's not really a, a much of a crime here, but it seemed as though the, the police took it very seriously. <laughs> and uh, they posted on Facebook. I, I pulled this up. So the, the, the Shawnee Police Department said, some of you may have heard rumors, so we would like to share the info we have. And then they, they describe uh, that they, the 17-year-old the is under the influence of a substance. Um, De deputies were able to safely place the male in the custody. He was taken to a local hospital um, for too much ranch inhalation. No, I just I added that. Um, and later released to his parents. I, I just don't know. Like, <clears throat> what is the uh, substance that makes you get naked and put ranch all over yourself? Peer pressure. Nice. Is with dare, I think. Dare as in the uh, drugs yeah. program. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder what led to it. I'd love to. I'd love to hear the article from the boys' side rather than from the sheriff's mm. side. Mm -hmm. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Too. Yeah. I mean, 
A lot of it, it is, yeah, he said, Sheriff said. Could yeah, it be exactly. some sort of sonic disruptance, disruption, <laughs> disruption in, um, in, in Kansas? Wichita? I believe Kansas be, has the capabilities. Could this boy be trying to get extra sick days? <laughs> yeah, this could definitely be some sort of sick day thing. Yeah. But like, <clears throat> um, there, the, so the comments on the, there's, there's 202 comments on the Shawnee <laughs> County Sheriff's Department post about this. Um, Brenda Hall says, I'm sorry, but the image of a naked teenager drenched in ranch dressing and running amok is just too much. I hope that once he was cleaned up and sobered up that he received appropriate parental intervention. Enough so that he'll think twice before cutting such shenanigans again. <laughs> That's all he needed cutting was a good, a good talking to from his parents. Yeah. yeah. He just needs a little direction in his life. I mean... <laughs> You know, kids kids get bored, they get naked, they cover themselves in ranch dressing, <laughs> they steal a car. I, I like that somebody responded, North Topeka always delivers, as if this is like a regional like, <laughs> reputation that North Topeka has. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they love uh they love ranch dressing in North Topeka. Yeah, so I don't know. That that's pretty heroic. I, I love I love the fact that um uh, you know, it, people are doing that. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Cox says blue cheese would have been more insane. Um, Debatable. Yep, it's it's true. Three thirty a.m. sounds like he smokes spice. Somebody said. Mm. Um, Ron yeah. Keck says there'll be no keeping that out of the yearbook. <laughs> um, Beth Hop says good job. That's Was it buttermilk ranch? Because regular is gross. <laughs> <laughs> Sidebar um, from Beth Hoop's comment on. Somebody says, personally, I would have used Duke's mayonnaise, but that's neither here nor there. That's true. That is neither here nor there. Um, I don't it, It's It's nuts. I, I wish we could get a name on this, but, uh, you know, this is, we, we, they're, they're under, they're not an adult, so we, we can't do that. But I'll um, never fear, dear listener, that we will update you as this story develops. Yeah. If you're, if you're a listener in North Topeka, I know there's many of you out there. Uh, we've been looking at the, <laughs> the listener maps and for some reason there's a lot of people in North Topeka <laughs> listening and uh, please <laughs> chime in, let us know. Uh, we would love to know what the fuck is going on in North Topeka and uh, with regards to uh, ranch dressing. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening again to the Blue Men Group. Uh, I'm your host, Ron Ecstasy. And as always, I've been joined by John Beedron and Devin Welsh. Guys, thanks so much. Thank you, Ron. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah. And uh, we'll be back with more episodes. And uh, don't forget to check out the Ron Ecstasy News Network, streaming Wednesday nights, 9 p.m. and Friday nights at 9 p.m. This is the Blue Men this is the Blue Man Group. This is the Blue Man Group.